There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, neither do I. Hello, you dirty punks, and welcome to another episode of the Power Accord Hour podcast. No number on this one because it is a throwback episode, and here with you for this throwback is your host, Anthony Merchant. I mean, I guess I'm always the host, throwback or not throwback, but uh, I wanted to put this one up here. I felt like it was very timely since uh, this week's podcast focused on the decline of Western civilization and uh, also dug into like the bad brains and the Dead Kennedys, and, uh, you know, a lot of the early punk rock, including the Ramones and the Sex Pistols, and all of those classics. And when I say classics, I mean absolute classics, legends, whatever you want to call them. I think uh, all those are very fitting. But, uh, you know, I've gotten to interview some very, very cool people on this show throughout the uh, last four years of it. And uh, I still think maybe... Maybe like the coolest, and I would say the biggest, like really if you think of like how how someone affects pop culture, you know, or just really like that, like culturally like what they mean. I mean, Paul Cook, you know, being the drummer of the Sex Pistols, I mean, I don't know. I, I've interviewed a couple other people who are, who are up there. I would say, you know, I mean, Greg Eklund of this year actually of Everclear when you really – when you really think about it, like the 90s, you know, had a huge part. And, you know, also talking in 90s, I did interview Stephen Jenkins, the singer of Third Eye Blind. And, uh, you know, he's another one. But, you know, those guys are kind of, you know, no disrespect to them, you know, definitely culturally a part of something. But, you know, with Paul Cook, I mean, the Sex Pistols are, you know, infamously, you know, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, uh, I mean, you just – and it doesn't matter what you're talking about either because, you know, we're doing this in the United States. But, I mean, I would say – UK, they're probably even bigger. And, uh, you know, outside of just the Sex Pistols, I mean, him uh, working with Johnny Thunders, you know, um, his work, which, you know, is why I got to interview him, actually, The Professionals, which is uh, his post-Sex Pistols band that he did with Steve Jones afterwards. And they uh, they put out a great, great record. And then also, I believe, an EP, like a total of like, I think, I don't know, like a handful of songs, really, like a full length and an EP's worth. And uh, disbanded in the 80s, you know, I mean, they, they, they got together in the early 80s, disbanded in the early 80s. And uh, back in 2017, Paul Cook decided to uh, revive the band without Steve Jones. Um, nothing bad, nothing bad. Um, you know, Paul Cook lives in the UK. Steve Jones lives in the US and uh, just did not work out. But they did bring back the, uh, the original bass player. And uh, Steve Jones actually did play guitar on, I believe it was three songs on uh, the new record that they put out, or well, not really new now, it's three years old, but uh, the record that they put out in 2017, and uh, really quite good, I gotta say, it, it does not sound straight up like the first Professionals record, like, it kind of sounds like a different band than it did with Steve Jones, because also, if you didn't know, Steve Jones was the singer in uh, the Professionals, he played guitar, but he also sang, so, you know, you got a different front man on it, and it's a little, but here's the thing though, it's a little more pop punk and uh, there are there are elements of it that sound very Sex Pistols-y. And uh, there, are, there are also parts of it that kind of sound like the first Professionals record. But I would say overall, it kind of does lie more in like a pop punk record, I would say. It's kind of like Paul Cook doing, probably the closest you ever hear Paul Cook doing, you know, kind of. And not really like Blink-182, 
but you know maybe more in the vein of uh, you know descendants or maybe some of the popular side of social distortion. Um, you know, just kind of different things like that. But I mean, I would definitely call it pop punk and some really catchy stuff on there. And uh, since then, I know this year they put out three EPs, which I mean is basically a full length when you put it all together. And uh, they put that out this year. And uh, they've done a couple of different things. They've toured a little bit over in like the UK, but that's about it. They have not played over here in the US, which uh, is too bad. I would love to catch them. You know, I mean, Paul Cook just being, I mean, really an absolute legend. This has to be. I mean, without a doubt, the most nervous I've I've ever been for an interview. And I, I, I've been very I've been nervous for interviews before, far from the only one to be nervous about. But uh this one, like like I'll give you a little backstory. I, I realized I was gonna get the opportunity on a uh Friday. Like I came to work and uh I found out that I found out that I was gonna be able to interview uh, him for the new professionals record. And I'm like, oh wow. But it's like right away I almost got this like anxiety over me that like, oh, like this thing, don't get me wrong. I was excited. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to interview a sex pistol, but still I'm like, oh my God. Like, I mean, he's, he's, he played drums on one of the very first punk rock records. Like, I mean, that's, that's it right there. And I mean, if we're talking about UK punk, I mean, is there a bigger band to ever come out? I mean, really, like, I mean, think about it. and really just punk rock in general. I mean, you know, obviously some that have probably sold more records, but going back to that kind of cultural thing, it's like for me, when I look back at punk rock and I think of the originals, I mean, obviously of the protos, you have, you know, like the New York Dolls, Johnny Thunders and, uh, you know, like the MC5 and the Stooges and all those. But I mean, 1977 punk rock, there's the Ramones and there's the Sex Pistols in my eyes. Like those are the two. And I know there's other bands, but it's like those are the two big ones. And if we're just talking punk rock in general, I mean, that's it. Those are the two like biggest ones. So, I mean, you know, for me, for me to be like, Oh my God, I'm going to interview them. Like I was, or interview him. I was losing my shit over it and uh, was definitely nervous about it. And I got, I basically got a weekend to write some questions. Now I will say, I mean, as you can probably see from the uh, time on here, if not, you'll uh, hear it. It is a nice short and sweet interview. Um, you know, they were just kind of doing, sometimes uh, bands will do that, including bigger ones. They'll do kind of a, a little press tour and uh, sometimes they last a lot longer, but basically, you know, Paul Cook and uh, also uh, Tom Spencer, who uh, I talked to on here as well, the uh, the guy who took over for Steve Jones in the uh, professionals, they were in a uh, radio station in New York City, and what they would do is just kind of get patched through throughout the U.S. to different stations. So, like, you know, they were talking. So everyone, everyone basically got 10 minutes. Like, I got I got 10 minutes. So that's what I got over the weekend. I'm like, all right, write 10 minutes worth of questions for him. And it is funny because, you know, trust me, I mean, even then, I mean, I, I knew I had 10 minutes with him. I knew it wasn't going to be – the interview of the year or of his career. I didn't think it was going to be something that uh, it was going to be very groundbreaking or win me any awards. I mean, this is still my first ever interview that I ever did was with Steve Neurotic from the New Jersey band, you know, and we, we do so much with New Jersey pop punk on here. And uh, funny enough, my very first interview was Steve Neurotic from the New Jersey band Shower with Goats. That was November of 2016. This was October of 2017 and uh, almost three years ago. You know, I'm, I'm putting this out. If you're listening, uh, this would be September 24th. So, uh, you know, only a few weeks off of the third year, the three year anniversary. So, I mean, this is kind of rounding out my first year of uh, ever doing interviews in my life. And I mean, still my first handful. I mean, I would say this is probably 
interview seven or eight maybe. And, uh, you know, but yeah, I was just so extremely nervous and, uh, and I really had no reason to be Paul cook was a sweetheart as you'll hear. I mean, just very soft spoken, very nice, uh, guy. And, uh, and, you know, Tom Spencer was very cool too. I liked, uh, talking to both of them. And, I mean, not only is Paul cook, I mean, the goddamn drummer of the sex pistols, as well as so many other great, uh, bands and, uh, you know, songs and whatnot throughout the years, um, and one I always, not even always forget because I'm still fairly new to Johnny Thunders the last few years, but uh, Paul Cook played a lot of drums on uh, Johnny Thunders, probably most famous solo record, So Alone. And uh, he plays drums on a lot of the best tracks on that thing. But I mean, and not just that, he is also knighted. He is a Sir Paul Cook, actually. So I have interviewed someone who has been knighted, which uh, is pretty damn cool. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, you just talk about culturally what the Sex Pistols did. And, I mean, just, you know, it 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 really, I think you probably get why I was nervous to do it. But it all turned out well. I, uh, I enjoyed it. But I think you can. I mean, you can listen to my voice in this. I sound nervous. And uh, I definitely was. I will not lie to you. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's I think it's just because I'm such a big fan. It's like watching Matt Pinfield. There's an interview out there. And I'm sure he's interviewed Paul Westerberg more than one time. But this had to be the very first time he ever interviewed him. And it's kind of the same thing. This is not a groundbreaking interview. He didn't get anything out of Paul Westerberg that was like, you know, earth shattering. But what I like about it is that Paul or not Paul, um, Matt Pinfield seems nervous because you can tell he's genuinely a fan of the replacements in Paul Westerberg. So like he genuinely gives a shit about this interview and generally, th- you know, like genuinely thinks that Paul Westerberg is like a god of a songwriter. And, uh, you know, watching that, I think it's so rad because I go like, for me, I go like, oh, okay, like it's not so bad to kind of do that, you know, fanboy out or whatever. And, uh, you know, I try to keep that down and I think I've done it better throughout the years, but, uh, doing this one was just so hard, but, uh, you know, here, here's my little interview, you know, nothing, uh, huge here, just a nice little short, uh, pick me up podcast in the middle of the week to go with uh, Monday's podcast. If you've not checked that out yet, episode 36 called The Decline of Western Civilization and this podcast. Um, not true, I don't think. I uh, I just thought it was hilarious to call it that. I, uh, I enjoy self-deprecating humor, I guess. But, uh, you know, if you've not checked that out yet, go check that out because if you're gonna, if you're listening to this interview or about to listen to this interview once I shut the fuck up, and uh, but if you're here to listen to a Paul Cook interview, you will probably be interested in the bands that I talk about in that one. So go check it out. As well as all our other old podcasts, now we're on Amazon Music. This is very rad to say. I actually believe I talked about it on a Monday show. But, yeah, if you're, if you're listening to this on Amazon, how are you? Thanks for uh, checking it out. Very rad of you. And uh, if you're not listening on there, you know, that's a uh, option now. So another place to uh, listen, which I'm very stoked about. But uh, yeah, so this is going to be the interview. I will uh, just play it through. And then actually I will throw what was the first single off the uh, record when I was interviewing them. It was their first one back, back in 2017, uh, Good Man Down. It's a very catchy song, really good. But I, I would definitely tell you, to go check out really all their stuff. I mean, there's there's two full lengths and like four EPs now. But those, I did say, they put out three EPs this year, and it's like 12 tracks. They basically put out a record. So, uh, you know, there's a couple there's a couple things to go check out. They're all worth checking out. Really good stuff. So check that out. Check us out on uh, online. We're at Power Court Hour on YouTube, 
shout out to you if you're listening on there. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Go give us a follow on all those if you would. It'd be very rad. Subscribe to us on on uh, well on iTunes, but also YouTube. Find us on Spotify. The podcast is on there as well as playlists that I put up every week from the stuff that I play on the radio show. So go uh, check us out and follow us on Spotify and the radio show. That is every Friday night, 10 Eastern to midnight, 7 Pacific Standard Time to uh, 9 PST on uh, every Friday night on 107.9 WRFA in Jamestown, New York. You can check that out anywhere online at WRFALP.com. You can stream the station there. And, uh, yeah, that's my little spiel. Also, if you want to rate and review the podcast and uh, on iTunes and send me a screenshot, I'll send you a Power Court Hour t-shirt. Uh, just hit me up, powercordhour@gmail.com. And that's it. And uh, speaking of the radio show, too, to kind of continue on with this uh, kind of old-school punk rock theme this week, I'm going to play nothing but old school. It's all 70s and 80s punk and hard- hardcore on this week's uh, radio show. And if you're listening to this, day of it'll be tomorrow night and if you're not listening to it then you're shit out of luck and it already uh, happened but i'll put the play actually the spot the spotify playlist will have all the songs i end up playing on there so you'll have a nice playlist to go check out on spotify but if you can check it out go check it out tomorrow night i will uh and also i'll be talking in between it's not like i just play music i also get on there and talk too i bullshit on there but uh it's going to be all 70s and 80s hardcore and punk like fear and bad brains and x and circle jerks and ramones and the damned and the sex pistols and the buzzcocks and black flag and i mean the list goes on and on and trust me i mean you know that shit is so short that in two hours I'm going to fit like a thousand songs. It's, it's going to be ridiculous how many songs I play. I'm sure I'll fit like 40. So check that out. But until then, here is my interview with Paul Cook of the Sex Pistols and Tom Spencer of the Professionals right here on the Power Chord Hour podcast. Hi there. Yeah. Hey, how are you guys? Very well. We're enjoying the New York sunshine. You liking it? Of course, it's great. Well, so you guys right now, um, for people who don't know, the professionals, you you guys have been broken up for almost 35 years now and uh, recently returned and are recording a brand new record. Tom, I know you're new to the band, but uh, Paul, after all these years coming back, um, what, what was it like playing these professional songs again? And I mean, playing with Paul Myers again, like what was that like after all these years? It was good fun, you know, because I'd sort of um, never listened to the Professionals album for many years, put it on the back burner, and we just, uh, the guys are still around in London, we just got got together for a bit of fun and started um, playing the old songs, and I thought, you know what, these songs are not bad. And so we just started jamming and Tom, got Tom involved along the way because Steve was in L.A., and he was, there's no way he was going to come back to um, London to just to jam around and mess around with the songs. But that, well, that was fun. I didn't realize how good the original songs are. But saying that, we realized, I think, early on that if we were going to, when we did realize we were going to take this forward and be a bit serious about it, um, we needed to do some new material. So me and Tom, we started writing some new songs. I didn't want to just go back in time and play play we old stuff. We needed to, uh, wanted to do some new songs as well. And that, uh, that, that happened, and we ended up uh, getting a, a great album out of it. That's awesome. And, uh, Tom, I mean, how familiar were you with the band before joining it? Of course, I knew I was too young for the Pistols, um, but they were, you know, when I was a punk in my, my teens, the Pistols had been and gone, and they were like the kind of gods that you never got to see. I saw them in 96 when they reformed, but professionals, I bought their singles when they came out. So that's so ever since my musical life has been influenced them. They, they're the people I'd learned to play guitar, but for like, you know, so again, hopefully it made me right for this job. That's a great way, you know, going in. Yeah, if you already know this stuff, you're influenced by it. 
And uh, I wanted to ask, too, for the new album, What in the World, that's up for pre-order right now on Pledge Music. And um, including you, Paul, I mean, someone who's been in the industry as long as you have, did you ever imagine that it would go to a, uh, that a format like crowdfunding now exists? Did you think anything like, anything like that would, uh, you know what I mean? Like, did you ever see that happening where you don't really need labels now? Like you guys are doing, you can, you can self-release this stuff? Um, no, I, di- I didn't see that coming. Obviously, I don't think a lot of people did, but um, it's just the, it's just the way of the world with the music business now. Um, and I was very skeptical about it. It was Tom Tom that um, came up with the idea of doing it, really, because there's no way we were going to get a record deal with the, this uh, professionals, the new the new look professionals, if you like. And so we needed a little bit of cash input to pay people, obviously, to make an album. And Tom came up with a pledge idea, and it's turned out great. You know, it's, um... and from that, we have, uh, you know, the, the End Records. We have got an American release for a label, the End Records, which is kind of why we're here. And uh, so we didn't expect that, but we got that, and a, and a little sort of deal with the Japanese thing and the European thing. So lots, lots has grown out of pledge. Oh wow! No, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I thought it was only through uh, pledge, but no. On October the twenty seventh, it comes out on the end records here. The end. The end. The end. The end records. The end records. Yeah. 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 We got a deal in the states, like Tom just said, and it's, it's been uh, we've been pleasantly supplied. Uh, surprised. <laughs> surprised. <laughs> pleasantly surprised uh, from the feedback. Uh, uh, for what we're doing, actually, it's, it's been great. Yeah, I mean, what, what did you expect? Um, I mean, coming back to the professionals, I know you guys really only put out like one studio album, and you know, it'd been so many years. Did you did, how, like how big of an audience did you expect? We didn't know really. We just um, we just put it out there. We just thought we'd we'd have a go. It's just uh, for a bit of fun, but it's um, evolved into something uh, quite good, really, with the with the album coming out, a new album with lots of great guests on there, and it's um, I don't know. We're still finding our way, really. We're still we won't know, I guess, until the album comes out and we we get the feedback from people. I like that though. It almost sounds like it's almost like a new band. You know what I mean? Like you're you're kind of winning people over again, and you're kind of I'm sure you're finding a new audience too. It's kind of that's interesting coming back like that, and and yeah, it, it sounds like it's different. You know, doesn't it? It feels like it's fresh. Yeah, it did feel that we've really enjoyed the writing process, and obviously, although it hasn't gone public yet, you know, people who have been hearing it in the studio and whatever were getting a great reaction from the guests, and you know, getting compliments from Billy Duffy about the, the songs. It was great in the meantime you know to to make it and especially because i mean it's quite major change in the vocalist on a band isn't it so you know but the professionals were a cook and jones project and when steve went in it i mean paul's got paul felt he had the right to the name as well you know it's his thing and uh we've got the original bass player we we uh the, uh, the original guitarist he didn't get on with and that's what led to um Paul getting out his punk rock address book and making a few phone calls and getting these brilliant guests on it to sort of, you know, add a bit of color on some of the tracks. You know, the, the job of a fourth member, really. Yeah, and then also, I mean, speaking of, I mean, you have loads of guests on the new album, and Steve Jones actually plays on a few of the songs. Was this the first time, Paul, um, you playing with him again since that last Professionals record? Was that the last time you guys recorded together? Um Recorded, yeah. I mean, we've done some stuff over the years. I've been when I when I've been in Los Angeles, we've um, we've been playing together. We've done some playing, but not not a lot. We've done the Pistols reunion tours, obviously, but yeah. no no recording. This was the this is yeah exactly the first time. I mean, Steve Steve was hard hard work to get on the album. Actually, I, need, I needed a bit of arm twisting, but we got <laughs> we got there eventually. With it, I don't think he was. Uh, I think he was a bit skeptical about it, but 
he helped out and he's got his great power called guitar on there on a few tracks along with Billy. Uh, they're both on the new single actually on the good man down. Billy Duffy and Steve Jones are playing on it and it, it sounds great guitar wise, I must admit. And then who are some of the other guests on the, I mean, you, you have, I was, I was looking at the track list, I mean, on all 10 songs, you do have loads of guests. And like you said, I mean, we have Steve Jones, um, Billy Duffy, Duff McKagan, did I see? He's on the album too. Yeah. Yeah, you have, you have a lot of really good guests on that. So uh, my other question, I mean, you guys are releasing the new music, and you guys will be playing a headlining uh, show over there in the U.K. on October 28th, but do you guys plan on doing, like, heavy touring, or are you just guys are you guys just kind of planning on maybe playing one-offs here and there? Well, we're going to do it. I mean, we would love to come back and tour the States, for, and, uh, but you know, I don't know if we do heavy touring. I think we're more likely to come over to just do a bunch of shows on the East Coast, West Coast. I'm not sure how you know how far we'll go with that, but um, we'd love to play everywhere. You know? Yeah, we're not, we're not sure what the demand will be, really, because it's like, a, like, as you said, it's a new lineup, it's a new album, and so... We're waiting. Um, we've got to see what the feedback is from the album, really, and see, see see where it goes from there, really, once the album's out. I do want to ask before I let you go real quick. October 28th is the 40th anniversary of uh, Nevermind the Bullocks. And I just got to ask you, I mean, what do you think of the legacy of the Sex Pistols? Does that surprise you, like, how just how huge and still how special that band is? I mean, all these years later? Yeah, it does. It ne- never fails to surprise me, really, because when we first got the band together all those years ago, we didn't have the faintest idea of how how, how massive this was going to be and how influential it's going to be. And and then still to this day, I think it is as well. It's 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 really weird when we were got back together in '96 and then done a few tours after. It's, it seemed to get bigger and bigger and. And stronger every time we played, you know. Whether that would still be the case now, I don't know. But yeah, we didn't. We didn't uh, when we first started out. We we wanted to shake things up and you know just get things moving. We didn't realize to what extent we would do that. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I think you guys definitely succeeded at that. Um, I do want to thank you guys, the professionals. Like I said, do have a new album out right now for pre-order on PledgeMusic.com. It's called What in the World. And uh, Paul and Tom, thank you so much for calling in today. It was great talking to you. Yeah, thanks. Thank Thank you you very much. much.
This is Stephen Bradley, and you're listening to the Power Chord Hour.